Hello and welcome to Ritter's Reality Roundup. My name is Adam Ritter and I am back to recap episode 7, lucky number 7, of Australian Survivor All-Stars, in which one Abby Holmes has now gone home. She shooted her shot against Shawnee and missed three times, unfortunately, and she is out of the game post-tribal swap. So I guess where we want to start with this episode is Exile Beach. So there was much conversation as the week progressed last week about Exile Beach and about Zach and Shawnee possibly competing in some challenge to come back into the game and that maybe or not there might be a swap as well. But what we actually see uh, is that one person from that Exile Beach uh, will land on the new Makuta and another lands on the new Vakama. Uh, we see that uh, Shawnee ends up on Vakama and she is wrapped. She is happy to have no more bad juju, bad association with Makuta. And that's completely understandable considering that tribe and the way that they constantly have targeted her and led her to this position. Um, I thought was what I thought was really interesting about this swap is it's a swap at 19. So Vakama ended with one more player than Makuta. Uh, and on Vakama, the uh, new Vakama had five original Makuta and five original Vakama. And then uh, we see that this kind of comes into things, obviously, in the tribal swap because, you know, people want to keep their numbers. People want to continue to be around people that they're initially close with at the start of the game. But... Uh, we hear it's a very bad swap for Matt Rogers because the people that he got swapped with are basically the Pretty People Alliance, uh, in, you know, in Lockie, Flick, AK, Brooke, and all of these things make it so that Matt definitely feels very vulnerable. Uh, but Matt's it's not Matt's time. We actually see it's Abby instead because Abby's kind of been targeted by the dominant alliance, and also Shawnee and Harry. And it makes complete sense. When you look at the vote, let's break it down. It's a 5-2-2-1. The five that voted for Abby, you know, AK, Brooke, Flick, Lockie, and Shawnee, they seem quite tight. And it seems like what actually happened was it was a split vote between um, Abby and Lydia because Harry and Matt voted for Lydia as well. So while Matt thought the swap didn't really work out for him. He seems to have been letting enough on the vote that he's been told to vote Lydia, right? Uh, and that makes perfect sense for him because, you know, Matt blindsided Lydia last time and there probably is a little bit of bad blood there. And then we see that John had no idea, voted for Matt, and then Lydia and Abby, the two athletes, continuing their relationship from Makuta, uh, remain quite strong together and vote for Shawnee. So, I mean, when you break it down like that, it does make a lot of sense why the vote ended up the way that it did. Um, even though all episode we talked about how Abby was going to get Shawnee out, um, it was kind of this like rise of the underdog in a way uh, because we've seen Shawnee's name come up basically at three tribal councils now. She literally got the bulk of the votes last tribal council. So I do really wonder for her now, what's her next play? Like, for her, I think her long-term prospects in the game, she has to stop having her name come up at tribal councils. And, and I think the way that she can go about executing that plan is obviously maybe finishing off the rest of 
the athletes in a way, anyone that targeted her on Makuta, people like Lydia and Sean uh, are people who she is actively seeking revenge over. Uh, so that is really curious in terms of how she will react to that. But it really was a, a you know, for her, she got a lot of the credit this episode, uh, rightfully so as well. But I think in order for her to get things going her way, uh, those five people, those five pretty people in Brooke, AK, Flick and Lockie, uh, had to be on board. And um, so I think, you know, you've got to give credit to them as well as the Dominant Alliance and making that decision to go that way, which I think actually does make a lot more sense for them in the long run because it is that fundamental question of who do you trust? And I feel that Shawnee is someone who can work with those people a lot more than someone like Abby, who has been shown herself to be quite Makuta strong in a way. And in a merge situation... She'll go right back to Lee, Sean, John, all those people. Um, so, yeah, so we see that, you know, these new tribes are being solidified. Uh, Zach's going back to Makuta. And we're now at this reward challenge. And this is the first challenge as new tribes. They face off in a good old tug of war uh, with the goal of grabbing the tribe flag. The anchor at the end has to grab the tribe flag and get enough slack in their rope to reach it. Uh, and the first tribe to win gets uh, like a platter, which they didn't even show, which was quite interesting. Um, I'm glad they didn't show it because this Pandora's box advantage was way more interesting and probably the highlight of the episode, right? So we see that Makuta win this Pandora's box and we see that it's a situation where there is an advantage inside, two locks open this box, but there are two keys hidden on the island. And it's kind of this scavenger hunt. And we've seen scavenger hunts on Survivor before over hidden immunity idols and people coming to blows over that. But what I really liked about this one was a case of it was kind of a race. And you could have a situation where, and we did, where two people found the key at sort of similar times. And how do you go about getting the advantage from the box away while people are still sort of searching for this key and not at camp around Pandora's box? So this was really fun. We see Nick... Uh, while with Phoebe, really quite excited at the prospect of opening this box and finding out what this advantage is. And uh, while he finds the key, we see Jackie, she's also found the key as well. And she's really rushing to get to this box, but Nick opens it in time uh, and gets an extra vote. Uh, and this is a really good spot for Nick. Uh, you know, I have been quite critical of his game in terms of the decisions he's made on Makuta, but I think that this extra vote really does put him in quite a very strong position, despite maybe being on the minority in this new Makuta uh, tribe. Uh, and I think if anyone's going to use it well, it will be someone like Nick. And I think telling Phoebe was a, was a great choice in his part, because obviously it makes sense that Nick and Phoebe would work together. They're both from the same season. Despite having never been on the same tribe, they do seem to be quite close off the show. So it all kind of made a lot of sense. What I really liked as well, um, I'm sure there would have been a bit of commentary about this, about why didn't he have enough time to put the lock back. But um, Nick did say on social media that the lock was designed in a way that once it was opened, it could not be returned back, which I have to give credit to the producers and the designers of the box. I think that was a really cool way as well because it, it signifies to the audience at home that someone actually did open it um, and it wasn't a case of... No one's found the key yet. 
so I'll be curious to see if Nick can avoid uh, this advantage coming out. We know in the past when Nick has had an advantage that it hasn't worked in his favor. Uh, you know, notoriously with the throne fit for a king. Uh, but I think Nick is probably in a better spot this time around. Um, and he's picked a strong, close ally to have in Phoebe, obviously considering that Shawnee and Harry are on the other tribe. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see if he can play it correctly. Just quickly as well on Makuta, we see David building some ties with Zach as he's just been voted out. That relationship makes a lot of sense. We see David talk about muscle and talk about the gym and, and David obviously having that experience, uh, you know, being a male model, that I think is going to work quite well. And I think he can definitely use Zach as a number in the long term. Um, it's also quite curious that David and Phoebe probably feel on the outs a bit with Tarzan, Jackie and Moana, three of the four, um, you know, underdog alliance from that original Vakama being on that tribe as well. So I'm curious to see how David and Phoebe work uh, together and try and continue that relationship. Though again, David has just gotten away with being that mole at that tribal council. So you've got to ask the question, is there full trust there? Probably not. Uh, so we move on to the immunity challenge and it's the first puzzle of the season on episode seven. So it's great to see that there's this puzzle, but obviously a puzzle in Australian Survivor has to be a massive ordeal where you place it on these massive carts. And uh, so what was really curious about this was you had seven tribe members pull the cart and two tribe members attempt, obviously very unsuccessfully, to try and stop them. For me, like, I thought it was an interesting sort of wrinkle on the challenge, but I would have much rather just had them pull it, um, you know, all at once rather than have this idea of having someone that can defend and stop it uh, because it didn't really factor much into the challenge. I know that it did probably give uh, Makuta, did probably lose some time because they were being stopped by a stronger pair than that of Jackie and Moana, but... I don't really particularly see the point. But as we see, uh, the puzzle is a great equaliser in Survivor. That's why we like to see these puzzles at the end. It does kind of level the playing field. And it, again, is not a game of muscles and brains like Abby has been focused on and others have been focused on in the past this particular season. Uh, and we see that Nick quite handsomely uh, wins it for his tribe. Uh, and again, this comes down to Nick just really having that preparation, knowing how to do these kinds of cute puzzles that are all too common in Survivor. Uh, and we see that Makuta is safe as a result, regardless of their sort of initial performance in the lead up to getting the pieces. Um, so, you know, back at Vakama though, Abby and Lydia, again, frustrated. It's their fourth straight tribal council. They continue to try and talk about Shawnee as being this weak player. Can I remind her? Shawnee was out. She sat out of that challenge. So it's, it's always tough when you talk about challenge losses when it's someone who knows their worth in a way because they're volunteering to be on the sitting sit-out bench and they know that they're not going to be in a challenge that is not suited to their strengths. And I think Shawnee does have a lot of strengths. So I think this idea is just really antiquated and like Shawnee herself said at Tribal Council, it's not really all-stars to keep talking about it. Um, you know, it's, it's been this running theme for three episodes now. I'm bored of it. Shawnee's bored of it. We're all bored of it as viewers. Let's move on from that. Um, and what, what I really wanted Abby to more focus on was, and I think we saw it towards the end of it as we got into tribal council was Abby was talking about this idea of 
Shawnee being a major social threat, which to me makes way more sense. Like we see clips of Shawnee talking to Brooke about, you know, hair care, skin care and uh, star signs as well. Um, and, you know, I think that's all to show us at home that Shawnee is making these meaningful connections and that she might be all right. Um, so I think, you know, we see this idea that she wants to split the votes between Shawnee and Matt. Uh, and that's kind of, again, from Vakama wanting to make sure that they can try and either get Matt Rogers to, Matt Rogers to play his idol or guarantee that Shawnee goes out. What I really liked from Matt Rogers here was he brings back his season three knowledge He's worked with Shawnee in the past and had an all right relationship. It's probably not something that was the star of that season. But we see Matt go to Shawnee and say, I'm really excited that you're here. I'm happy to work with you. And I think Shawnee seems to really take that on board and want to reciprocate that. Um, and obviously, you know, you could argue that Shawnee, having no one really on her tribe besides Harry to trust, it's kind of a perfect spot for her to take that on board. And I, and I would say that that would probably be right. Uh, so it's obviously that Lockie, Brooke, Flick and AK are really being established as these swing votes. They're going to really decide who leaves. And we see that, you know, there's this idea of grudges and whether or not people should forget about them or they should focus on them. Uh, I think as well, I mean, it's all stars. People are going to continue to say that, oh, it doesn't matter, grudges, legacy, none of that matters. But it entirely does, and it does inform the positions that people are in, also positions that people find themselves in, and also the moves that they're going to make. So we see that there's this discussion, but there's a split between Shawnee, Abby, Lydia, and Matt. Obviously, pretty much a 5-2-2-1, which is really wild. But, but like I said earlier in the episode... When you break it all down, it does seem like the majority that AK Brook, Lockie, Flick group joined forces with Harry and Shawnee to kind of dictate the vote. And they were very successful at it. So I'm so curious to see if they lose uh, tomorrow night, what's going to happen. Uh, but I just think um, so far, this has been a really good start to the week. Um, this is really an ideal scenario. I mean, I'm not going to really miss Abby, to be honest. She seems perfectly nice, but she just fundamentally misunderstands what it takes to win the game. I just, again, and, and I know I say this a lot, but you put Abby Holmes in 500 times or 100 times, I don't see her winning. Uh, and that's just because she just doesn't have the social capital. She talks a lot about a social and strategic game, but I think Abby tends to find herself friends with people that are pretty close to her in terms of a similar lifestyle and that beyond that she has trouble really ingratiating herself with everyone and a good survivor player a winner in my view has that wherewithal to go from person to person and really be a you know a common force in all those people that's what i think a good survivor winner is and i don't think that abby um, has those qualities. She, I'm sure she has plenty of other qualities that are, that are much better anyway. But um, in terms of who I give the snake of the episode to, I'm probably going to give it to uh, the four new Vakama uh, that were from old Vakama. So AK, Brooke, Flick and Lockie. One thing I liked in particular 
uh, was when Lockie uh, said to Abby, while AK and Brooke and Flick were kind of all talking around and talking to Shawnee, they really, he really allayed her fears and was just like, oh, AK talks with everyone, he needs to talk with everyone. Um, and I think that that like, was one thing that they showed throughout the episode that was really about making Abby feel as safe as possible so that she got blindsided for the second time. So uh, I'm so curious to see how it continues tonight. Uh, I think that's pretty much how I'll close it out and we'll see what happens Tuesday, 7.30, Australian Survivor All-Stars Episode 8. Uh, I will talk to you very soon. See you later. Bye.